0: You're listening to the Human Business Narrative Podcast with your host, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Eastern European, Ivan Temelkov. Yo, what's up, you lovely humans? My name is Ivan Temelkov, digital practitioner, human evangelist, and startup founder of Razor Sharp Digital. Thank you for tuning into episode number 10 of the human business narrative podcast with special guest jessica phillips if you are a first-time listener thank you for downloading my podcast i am truly humbled and most grateful to you for spending the time in doing so this is a podcast where we discuss human business, human centricity, entrepreneurship, digital marketing, social media, and special guests and industry experts share their compelling stories for business growth. The one major key takeaway that you should be extracting from each episode is the importance of human centricity in entrepreneurship, business, and marketing in today's modern digital world. Before I forget, head on over to bit.ly forward slash human business to download your free copy on five essentials of strategic human marketing a great resource to have in your marketing arsenal and something to reflect on if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast please send me an email at ivan at razorsharpdigital.com or you can also tweet at me at hbnpodcast Guys, I'm pretty excited to bring this guest interview to you because Jessica is someone that you'll be hearing a lot more of um, in the coming years, Uh, someone that is on the Forbes top list of rising social media stars, someone that is all around down to earth, someone that I had really good synergy with jamming on the podcast and someone that really gets it. Someone understands the importance of human business and she is someone who practices what she preaches. Uh, Jessica had a lot of great insight to share on the guest interview and without further ado, I want to allow her to drop all the knowledge bombs without diluting any of that. So strap in and here we go. what's up you lovely humans today I am blessed to be joined with Jessica Phillips um, a top 12 global rising star in social media Forbes agency council member founder of magnet marketers and the relationship marketing system also a president of now marketing group which you found in 2010 with nothing more than a laptop and a vision welcome Jessica how are you today
1: I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. How are
0: you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, hopping on the broadcast to uh, jam with me a little bit. Um, You're someone that I think you might have been in a recent Facebook live session with uh, Brian Kramer and all the other uh, major superstars that um, you kind of made a notion. I think in terms of, you know, Jessica is really propelling through the business marketplace. This is someone really to look look out for. So I'm really ecstatic to have you on on, on the show to um, chat a little bit uh, about the whole human element, the whole human uh, movement. And before we get into all that cool stuff, what's your story? Can you give us the Cliff's Notes version of how you got to be where you are today?
1: Sure, I think I am like many of us that you know really know that what we like to do but really not sure how we can apply that to our our future and what we become and kind of how our skill sets will be utilized. So I started off in telecommunications. Short story is, I was working my way up kind of the corporate ladder so to speak mm-hmm. and realized that I wasn't really corporate material that <laughs> I sure. really really like to use a common sense approach to business and didn't really like the bureaucracy sometimes in corporate America. So I decided to kind of try my hand at going out alone and really building up kind of the place that I wanted to work with people that I really wanted to work with and to help people that really we could help. So kind of short story is I, I found a mentor, got started and took a leap of faith and haven't really looked back since.
0: Right. Right. You know, it's very interesting. And the reason why I always ask about people's stories is because I'm very intrigued about where they were, how they started and what got them where they are today. And it's just... Amazing to hear about the journey. You know, you were in telecommunications, uh, you turned into an entrepreneur, a business owner, running a successful company that, you know, has, I think I read over a hundred clients worldwide. Um, and that's, that's very, very mesmerizing to hear. Um, that being said, you know, I mentioned Magnet Marketers. What is Magnet Marketers? Can you
1: tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So, magnet marketers
0: started off as
1: an approach of doing business. So, drawing, driving people in, making yourself magnetic, basically, versus being a bullhorn. Usually, when people are describing marketing, they use mm-hmm. this icon as a bullhorn because it's shouting your message out and hoping people hear it. Well, it started out as a concept of no, we want to draw people into us and build this tribe that's willing to share our message with others. So. That magnet marketing kind of approach, being a magnet versus being a bullhorn, mm-hmm. I started to find others that believed that belief as well, that really thought that marketing should be more like a magnet versus a bullhorn. So I brought a community of people together um, to teach their best stuff into um, one program. So it's called Magnet Marketers Social Media Masterclass, where we take anyone um, that is in business, that really wants to understand how to do a strategic magnetic marketing approach to their marketing um, through the nuts and bolts from the beginning of understanding your audience to measuring your results and creating your campaign. And each teacher, trainer, there's 34 of us, are teaching our best bits and really what we understand the most. Um, And then there's a certification at the end um, that a business owner or if they have a team member that takes the course can get certified that they mm-hmm. understand how to be a magnetic marketer magnet marketer
0: okay so th- so this is like an entire program in essence right mm-hmm. th- that you can go through to become a magnet marketer and one right. thing that I, I i wanted to pin uh pinpoint here that you made a very interesting point on uh, on is the difference between uh being a bullhorn and a magnet right because right. <clears throat> in the comparison in that i think what you were going with this is that traditional marketing in the earlier days of marketing you know how marketing I think was done you know, in the early years is that it was a bullhorn approach, right? As Very opposed much. to a magnetic. So I think it's really a really interesting idea that you have of how people can transform into magnetic marketers. And they also get to go through this cool program, right? They You yeah. teach them the fundamentals of how to become a magnetic uh, market marketer. And so once you graduate th- through this program, mm-hmm. you know, I think everyone has expectations, right? Especially when you go through right. certain programs, you know, what kind of expectations have you seen people establish? around the magnetic marketers program sure
1: so and one other thing to touch on about Mm. the difference between the bullhorn and a magnet marketer is that a bullhorn is one way right it's very much one-way speak that's very much how we are taught is even going through you know courses on on marketing it's like you get your message out to a mass audience whereas magnets work as a two way right like attracts like and that's our whole goal is to make sure that you understand your audience you know how to attract them and that you know how to make them sticky and connected to you. And that's really what this program is all about is getting the right frequency and message out to the right audience. That's going to help them stick to you and stay stuck with you to increase that longevity. So not just growing new business, but you're Mm -hmm. increasing the likelihood that someone's going to stay with you and that client retention, um, is going to, you know, greatly surpass years before. And that with that client retention, it's going to grow that word of mouth business to world of mouth business, because we know that word of mouth is the best sale that you can get. The best lead in that you can get is from someone else referring your business on. So that's the whole principle We've already done our first cohort with the program, and mm-hmm. so far we're getting lots of feedback like, now I know who I'm targeting, it's helped me make my messages clearer, I'm already growing my fan base, my engagement's going up, because they're talking to the right people, they know who they're talking right. to now. It's not this you know, broad brush of, I'm trying to you know, make this generic message, it's I'm making a very specific message to a person that I really wanna to talk to mm-hmm. across the table from me.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's very, very interesting. And thank you for sharing the details on that. One of the things that stood out in your bio to me was, and again, quoting on a mission to make relationships, the forefront of business marketing. Can you elaborate a little bit upon this and share your methodology behind it? Sure,
1: yeah. So when I started um, with the agency, Mm -hmm. and even before that, even when I was in telecommunications, I really understood that in order to sell something, and a lot of people say this, people have to know like and trust you right so that's kind of this generic thing that's thrown around that that is so true though people buy from who they know like and trust right. so what i did is take on what we know there and say how can we gamify this or not just gamify how can we put this into business practices when we're doing marketing to to really draw out Um, the people that we're really trying to reach. So what I did is create this six step relationship marketing process Mm -hmm. that says, before you start marketing, before you start putting your messaging out there, really go through and understand what your goal is. Start with your end in mind, right? Start with who you're wanting to attract, so knowing your ideal audience and knowing your, what we call, buyer personas. Know those people that you're trying to talk to because ultimately, at the end of the day, you're trying to win them over. You're trying to build this relationship with them so you can have repeat and referral business. And You're trying to help someone solve a problem, so you really have to understand who that person is, what their goals are what their pains are, Mm -hmm. and if you can understand the person that you're helping the best and better than your competition and better than anyone else, then they're going to stay with you and you're going to have this long relationship where they're going to not just refer you on to their friends, they're (laughs) going to insist that their friends and their other people that they know that have the same problem work with you. They're going to say, you have to work with this person because they've solved my problem. So I think just that is one part of it for business in general. But the other part of being, you know, making relationships the forefront of business is the way that we're treating each other, even in our teams and the way that we're treating others that we work with, whether they are competitors or whether they are, um, you know, just a community as a whole, that we just start acting more like Humans, you know, and right, right. our approach of dealing with individuals, and use just good judgment in the way that we are interacting with our, our core team members, our clients, our competitors, everyone, and just be good people. And at the end of the day, everybody wins in that scenario, you know, when you just lead with kindness and lead with the um, right. the idea of helping others, then everybody wins. The same thing with like the mag- magnet marketers. I'm bringing in, essentially, people that are in the same space as me to teach a program that I could try to teach, right? But at the end of the day, they know that stuff better in their specific niche better than me. So uh, if I bring them in and we can work together and we're serving their customer better then at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we're serving each other better at the end of the day because we're maximizing you know, each other's exposure, and we all win. So it's the whole process of using relationships right, as your right. go-to and everything that you're doing.
0: You know, that's a real interesting point. That's kind of segues into the next question I wanted to talk about is that you really emphasize the importance of relationship building and, and human uh, centricity. And in this podcast... Um, you know, we talk about human business and human centricity and entrepreneurship and digital marketing and social, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, can you share your thoughts on the human business component in marketing in general? And again, w- without, you know, sounding repetitive, because I think you kind of touched a little bit upon that. So can you do you mind yeah. elaborating upon that a little bit more? Sure. So I think
1: people get scared of technology and that, you know, uh, when they think of human centric business, it's just the old cold cold calls or the old stop ins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to have a meeting about everything. Right. And I think that you can still add a human touch into everything that you do. And there's no kind of technology that's going to replace human interaction. It's only there to enhance it and to help you work smarter and build those relationships. So I think, the human centricity of what we're doing as it relates to like social media and what I'm talking about today is that when you get down to really drilling down who your audience is, right, and adding those extra steps of noticing them and delighting them in your process of doing business, what I mean by that is maybe uh, like what you're doing here, right, bringing people in on this one-on-one. Or I, for example, um, once I talk with somebody, I will send them a, a card or send them a gift Um, to notice them and to delight them, right? Um, And I'm using social media in order to drill down a little deeper to get to know them a little bit more. Instead of just using it to connect and build this broad brush. Like I could see that, for example, you looked at my LinkedIn page before we jumped on here. (laughs) You know what (laughs) So uh, it dings me and it lets me know. So I know you're preparing for this, right? Right. Or what am I going to do before I reach out and talk to someone? I'm going to look at their LinkedIn page. And you got to know a lot more about me and that time that you're looking at my LinkedIn than you did probably before we've connected before, right? Right. So it's there to help you know a little bit more about this person and help you to uncover some things that maybe, um, that are gonna help you enhance your relationship with them at a faster rate, right? So when you embrace technology with the heart of, uh, you know, building relationships, mm-hmm. then you can win when you're embracing it the right way. It helps you nurture your relationships, it helps you kind of speed up your relationship process when done right, mm-hmm. and it helps businesses win because it's a level playing field. It's not about who has the biggest marketing budget, it's about who can build the best relationships online using what they got, um, right. using creativity, using you know their energy and using a little bit of their brains. It's very much brains over budget Mm-hmm. um and and it's a level playing field for people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you touched upon something that I wouldn't per se label it as the secret sauce of this podcast, but I think it's really important to, to reiterate is you mentioned relation relationships. And one of the things that I was wanting to accomplish with this podcast, which um, I think is, is accomplished on every guest interview is to have people like you come on and talk about the importance of a human centricity and relationship building in business and how technology and, and marketing are really just uh, uh compliments of that because as you mentioned earlier is that there's nothing that will replace a handshake there's nothing that will uh replace first impressions there's nothing that will uh replace um you know face-to-face inter- interaction And i think in this real-time digital world that we live in i think there's a huge huge misconception um it's something that me and brian kramer talked about in the last Uh, episode is marketing automation. I think a lot of companies are really focusing more on marketing automation because they want speed, they want efficiency also, as opposed to really focusing on, you know, interviews like this, like me and you just chatting about and forging new relationships where it's a lot more personal and they can identify specific interests and emotions of their customers. And I think, you know, this really, the whole human centricity um, uh, movement, so to speak, is not something new. I I just think that there's only Mm -hmm. select few like you and your company seem to have done very well to embrace that, to help you build and grow a business. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's not an old concept, honestly, like, okay, if we take it back to, and this kind of touches a little bit on um, automation and, and also like, micro influencers, right? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, if you think about like mommy bloggers, okay, this is like an easy way of explaining it. If you think about mommy bloggers and they're writing about products and services that they like and even if they're writing about their day in the life of them being a mom, right? They're attracting these these moms from all over that are right. following their content because they have the same struggles and the same problems. And even though these people may have never met in person, you feel like this bond with this person. You feel like you get to know them. You know, these YouTube stars, you feel like you get to know them. And this is a way that people are building influence and creating relationships just because they have this like-minded thing that they're trying to solve, or this problem that they're trying to mm-hmm. solve together, or there's common interest. And it's really just taking that same kind of concept, if you're in business, of what kind of problem am I trying to solve, and what audience can I help out the most that I really understand, and how can I get to get to solve their problem better. And if you can use that, um, that interest, and in, mm-hmm. in knowing who you're trying to talk to, and who you're communicating with, they're gonna feel like they know you, and you're gonna feel like you know them even more so, and when you get that marketing automation kind of built into it, it's just one piece of the touch, but it's really all about what you're putting out there, the conversations mm-hmm. that you're having you know and and who you're trying to attract instead of like I said doing that broad brush mm-hmm. um, but it's very very niche down of who you're trying to help and who you're having that conversation with
0: absolutely, absolutely and on that similar topic, you know what are your thoughts on the whole human centricity? as a business tactic so just looking at it from a business standpoint what what tips or what recommendations would you give um, to other uh, professionals or companies how can they utilize that for business
1: oh okay so there's lots of different ways just starting with Mm -hmm. their team one thing that's not often talked about when we're talking about this and, and mixing it in with with you know marketing automation and that kind of stuff is looking at your your core team and what kinds of culture shifts that you need to have even with your team when you think about you know bringing in a more human element. People want to see the face behind the brand, the personality behind the brands that are your brand. So what can you do even internally with your team to really make sure that you are really pushing out the culture and the vibe that you're really wanting to attract Mm -hmm. others too, right? So getting your team involved, rewarding, you know, culture fits, rewarding um, your team members for getting involved with your social media, or just even um, hiring based on the culture fit, right? So starting even with your team first, and then really drilling down of who are we wanting to be as an organization, and how can we put this out there in a more human way versus the, corporate lingo and corporate speak, you know, on our, on our social and on our emails that we're sending out, how can we make it more relationship focused to focus on our team, to focus on the people that we're helping and to focus on our community as a whole. So if you can tell the stories of the people that you serve, if you can get your team members to tell the stories of the company that they work within, then you're, you're putting it more out there in an attractive way that people can connect with you on a more, human level yeah
0: yeah that's that's those are really good points So talking about your staff and the people that you hire your resources uh your team ultimately some of from a business mm-hmm. standpoint is it's your team that's going to help you make a difference it's your team that's going to help you strategize and implement and execute because in building a business I, I think you were sort of indirectly implying that you know it's not a one-man show you need other like-minded people on your team that help yeah. see your vision and also at the core of that is the human centricity component and I think something that I was reading about also online is the emotional intelligence also yep. being a key ingredient within that and You know, I I think this could really, really stem into a whole bunch of different topics and discussion because the one thing that came to mind to me was um, also retention on the business side as well. And I think that when it comes to employee turnover and retention and employee advocacy and all of that, uh, would you agree that human centricity and the emotional intelligence play two core factors, right, in that?
1: Absolutely. I was actually just talking with somebody this morning, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about um, this restaurant that came into town in our community. Mm -hmm. Okay, the restaurant is a chain restaurant, and by all standards, this restaurant should be a huge success. It is across the board, right? It has the same food as all these other locations are selling. It has the same recipes, the same environment, the same everything. They've done their research on the demographics. But the reason why this restaurant started, opened its doors and started failing immediately is because of the team that they had there and hired. They hired the team that wasn't in it and wasn't passionate and wasn't trained fully on this restaurant and the customers came and the customers left and the customers didn't come back. Because at the end of the day, they're buying that service. They're buying that experience that is that location that they were going into. And it had all of the other recipes for the success. But it, at the end of the day, it was the team, right? And, and people won't go back if right. they don't have a good experience with your end person that's touching them, which is the team members. We right. kind of break it down into what we call um, care. So if mm-hmm. you think about customer care, and as it relates to online and your offline, right, it, you, you first have to see, capture their attention, right? is your C. The A is articulating your message. So answering their questions and articulating it in a way that you would want to stand out so they can build that relationship with you for repeat and referral business. That relationship is all focused on your team members and you and every piece that goes into the last one, which is the E, is the experience that they're going to have with your company. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on the, you know, whether if they're coming in internally into your location, that it's clean and it looks good, and everything that they see is all a pop, part of this experience. I know that um, Brian, he had actually I listened to his his podcast with you, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the Disney right theme yep. park and that experience that's what it is it is all about that experience and actually there's been a lot of studies that have been done that says that the year 2020 experience is going to trump price as the number one key deciding factor if somebody's going to choose your business over the competitor it's not going to be price it's going to be all about the experience intuit coca-cola walker all these organizations are spending this obscene amount of money finding out why their marketing isn't working the same way that it used to. It's right. The shift is happening and it's no longer what we're telling our customers with the businesses you know it's what they're telling each other and what they're writing about and how their buying patterns are changing and how they're watching YouTube over television and they're mm-hmm. you know skipping through the commercials. They are all in it for this experience. like the Starbucks, you know you're getting going in for an experience versus right. Right. you know getting coffee somewhere else it's all based on that experience factor and customer care has shifted a long way (laughs) right now from from where it was before where you just gave something fair for something fair now it's you have to think of all of these things that go into play as a customer is dealing with your business both internal and and online
0: absolutely um wow that was a huge knowledge bomb right there by the way because I, i i think a couple of things that i wanted to touch upon i think a lot of companies Today in 2017, specifically, a still stuck in sort of a, a time capsule because a lot of them, I mean, we've seen what happened to Macy's, right? We've seen to, mm-hmm. I think I read Michael Kors is closing 100 stores, you know, and like retail specifically just, you know, suffering the this crucial downfall really at this mm-hmm. point. And it's a really clear indication of um, how imperative experience is. And experience mm-hmm. is just so broad because... Uh, between you and me, you know, being in the digital space, uh, experience can be extrapolated into multiple channels. It can be uh, extrapolated into many different touch points. And I don't think that companies are realizing the importance, the need, the necessity to invest because the reality of things is that like you said, I mean, the customer journey has become a lot more comprehensive, simply because Mm -hmm. the customer knows that they have more options and uh, they look at experience. Uh, You know, they look at from the time they search to when they go on social media to the content they interact. And, you know, companies like yours, it sounds like I have really embraced the whole experience and realized that, hey, by 2020, we're gonna be marketing completely different Mm -hmm. and we need to be thinking like Disney, right? is yep. creating that holistic experience uh, from the time that we uh, generate awareness, engagement, interest, and driving them through the funnel, right? So those were yep. some really, really interesting points. And I, I want to make sure, while it's on the top of my mind, is, is to make sure that they're, they're including the highlight section of the podcast. Because uh, between you and me, we feel very strongly about uh, human marketing and uh, mm-hmm. Human marketing agencies and human centricity. So, thank you so much for for sharing that. That was very, very valuable. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, what's next for Jessica? Do you have any interesting projects that you're working on um, that you would like to share? And before I forget, how can people interact with you online?
1: Sure. So you can always go to my website, JessicaPhillips.com. It's mm-hmm. J-E-S-S-I-K-A. P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S dot com. So my name's spelled a little different. Um, or now marketinggroup.com. Um, but as far as interesting projects that I'm working on, one, I am really drilling down on this Magnet Marketer Social Media Masterclass. Really have just went through, like I said, our first cohort. We're working on Putting um, even more into this, and adding to the experience we've set up, where we have a Facebook community for anyone that's signed up um, mm-hmm. for this masterclass, that will then have you know engagements with the trainers and speakers that are in there, and w- with each other. So we're all you know providing feedback um, to how our our social media strategy is going. One, and as a new platform that rolls out, right. we're telling them about it and showing them how to take advantage of the new feature that's rolled out. Um, so, still really working in on that, um, and and really trying to build up collaborations with other people like like you and others that are really mm-hmm. understanding that this is the wave of the future. This is the this is right. now, right. you know, not right. just the future. And trying to save <laughs> our our shopping malls, for example, and some of the others right. because the. They think that people are going to the store for the product and the store is looking at the mall saying, what are you going to do to drive us traffic? And the mall's looking at the store, what are you going to do to right. drive us traffic? When they all just really need to do something to make a better experience, like when we right. were 16 and went to go to the mall, or not really 16, I guess, <laughs> when we were 12 and went to go to the mall because it was a fun place to hang out, they need to bring that back. And think like in every business, think like that to add yeah. on this experience to to keep the keep their customers staying with them for that repeat referral business.
0: Right. Jessica, thank you so much for jamming with me. I mean, these were, you shared some very valuable information. And one of the things I forgot to mention is just, uh, one of the things I really look for in every guest interview is having people like you hop on and basically advocate for, I wouldn't really call it a new trend, that being human marketing, but something that, Uh, human marketing experience and advocating for that uh, and sharing that information. So other listeners and companies to this podcast, hopefully are taking away this information to help them, you know, grow and sustain their business for that matter. So thank you so much for hopping on. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so
1: much for asking me. Appreciate it.
0: All right, guys, that was episode 10 of the human business narrative podcast with guest Jessica Phillips. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the interview as much as I did. I think Jessica dropped a whole bunch of knowledge bombs and hopefully you were paying attention. And I truly hope that you grasp some takeaways from this guest uh, interview. Without being said, that about wraps things up for this episode. As always, keep it human. Until next time, bye-bye.